Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are fleeing Quintown under attack by the Greywater Legion. Juniper gave a terrifying inspirational speech as Echo. Quinny ambushed some zombie herders and gave his invisibility ring to his daughter. And Butthole gave Crendon a hammer as they took up position at the back of the convoy. Can the town survive the journey back to the Fortress of Forlorn Hope? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Emerging from the uh, mist and steam of the uh, ice storm that Juniper had called down from the sky, uh, the uh, wagon train of uh, Cornucopia, the town of Plenty, uh, now known as Quinton, uh, begins its long, fateful trek north uh, towards the Fortress of Forlorn Hope. Uh, having uh, managed to uh, kill a couple of the herdsmen and uh, evade the uh, the zombie horde for now, the long column begins its uh, its perilous trek. Uh, there are zombies, of course, still still out and wandering, um, but uh, it's it's an eerily silent uh, sort of uh, late afternoon as you uh, continue to roll along. Um, something kind of horrible to the sound of of the the wheels crunching uh sort of gravel sticks twigs that sort of thing um because they're after all of the the literal fire crackling kind of behind you in the distance and all the noise um there's just an eerie silence kind of sitting over the uh the survivors and the uh so far as everyone but you know what i mean um and the uh the vehicles is there anything um, the three of you touch base on or do uh, before you reach kind of the next junction? Uh, Michael would journey up to the front of the convoy from where he'd been at the back with Crendon and just be like, yeah, so awkward thing. If we're kind of in a race, I just realized that we left all the barricades up at the gates at Treesbury. So we can't like sprint through there. I don't really have a solution for that. I just wanted to note that that's going to be a thing yeah seemed like a good idea at the time we can either go around or try to go through if we can figure out a fast way to get that thing open i have no ideas um we didn't bring any explosives did we i i don't know oh man we're not gonna be able to find her because she's invisible jenny he just yells thaumaturgically <laughs> so that it like uh you hear uh someone swear and stumble just to your left um holding it and uh jenny slaps the ring off holding her ears uh, just kind of looking back at you in horror, like yeah, Sorry. yeah, Uncle Butthole, what, what? Yeah, we did. We got to figure out like a whistle or something that that can call you. Uh, so you were in that town of Treesbury, uh, and we left all the barricades up, but we kind of need to go through there. So yeah, 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 no. in those or something. Yeah, no, I, I set up. Uh, yeah, I set up some ways to take those out. Sure, you did. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I mean, not not explosives for those those ones, but just a. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of quick pulleys I set up that uh, that, that crack it open. I mean, look, the, the, those gates weren't really meant to hold out anything but livestock. They're pretty easy to get through. That's amazing. I just made it look like Police? it was super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just made it look like it was super beefed up, so you know people wouldn't fuck with it. But yeah, you know, it can flick a couple things and uh, it'll pop right open. Oh wow, Quinn, she's like you plus math. Like she might be better at this than you. I, 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 I think so. Uh, Tell, tell me how this works so we can just know in advance and we'll we'll get it. So she explains that there's basically a couple of like mechanisms hidden amongst kind of the, the barricade trash. Mm-hmm. Um, you can almost think of it as um, a lot of the barricading has been set up against this gate. She essentially freed up the, the, the slot the gate needs to open. So it can swing out now carrying most of the barricade with it if it's uh, like not doesn't just like swing open shut, but easy enough to drag the whole thing because she basically affixed the entire barricade to the the gate so the okay. gate looks barricaded it is barricaded as long as it's closed but there are a couple latches she tells you about and a couple pulleys that um will help kind of like when released um pull the gate uh, outward okay all right um so then that's what that's what you and i will take care of then okay yeah yeah all right sure keep that invisibility ring on and active you stay invisible while you do this we want to be quick and quiet and stealthy yeah, yeah so we we'd probably only want you guys to get out there and do that like when we're about 
10 minutes away, right? Because we don't want to risk you guys being well, convoy free. check your watches. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's a watch? I don't know. God told you about it. You should like that. Um, oh, yeah. Watch. <laughs> Uh, yes, no, sir. That wasn't Jitty. That was Tom, the DM, saying oh, you're here. Uh, you're yeah, ten minutes cool. out. Um, oh, then yeah, yeah, go, go, open it up so we can just trundle in. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was unclear about that. I don't often have to play two party <laughs> members constantly, uh, but here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, you you can see the, uh, the the edge of the tree line, uh, not that far away. You recall that, yeah, I think butthole for for sort of the tactical analysis that you you've applied. This is about the right time to send them up ahead. All right, so you guys go do that. Uh, we'll stay here and keep the convoy moving. All right, let's go. And I'll 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 have my um eye of true sight active so I can still keep an eye on Ginny even though she's invisible. Um, yep. That feels the roll, safest to me. Roll a stealth check. Ooh, it was almost a 20. Um That'll only stealth, make it like a 35. Uh, <laughs> uh, 17. Oh. Um <laughs> 17? Yeah. Oh, oh! I thought you almost rolled a twenty. Uh, that was what we almost saw. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost rolled a twenty, and then it landed on two. Oh, so it landed on 17. two. So, right, of two course. Two takes into a seventeen. How the? Okay. Plus fifteen again. Very good at specific things. I, <laughs> once again, please, no insight checks for me. Okay, no athletics. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna hate this gate. Uh, it's just an athletic insight. No. Police. Don't ask me about. <laughs> arcana or history i mean at least yours are like useful my i have plus eight on charisma saving throws i don't think i've ever used a charisma saving throw in my life good because a lot of those are usually like ah now you're enthralled to me like those are like one-way trips (laughs) yeah you wait until petra mcfucks a lot comes after us you're gonna be the only one who can resist her Uh, you already did the Strahd campaign, guys (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) um all right so you uh uh, the both of you uh, make your way up to the gate. Uh, she didn't roll tremendously well either, but it means that she's actually doing about as well as you, which is like real cool for her. Um, but um, she uh, she makes sure to like drop a pebble from from her full height, so you can see like the visual cue of her being there. So just like a random stone kind of like floats up and drops. I can um, see her. Oh, you're using true yeah. sight. Yeah, but she doesn't know, know that, that she knows that. Oh. Okay, I'll say, stop that. Just try and be as sneaky as possible. I can see you. She, like, moves behind a post and kind of peeks out. You're behind the post. How can you do... Oh, how... so We'll talk about cool. this later, but we have some important shit to do. Yeah, okay, fine, fine. I just, I, I thought it was... Oh. God damn it. Um, and uh, with a, a, a sort of series of frustrated noises that you know all too well, um, she goes to work on kind of her side of it. Um uh, Quinny, I'm not going to make you roll for this. These are these are now that you know what you're looking for. Um, they did look like junk. Um, like I'm thinking, kind of in terms of like Mad Max style barricades. It's like it's hard to tell what's barricade and what's what's actually functional. But yeah. with her instructions, you're able to find it pretty quickly. And uh, butthole, you're relieved uh, to see the gate um, creakily kind of swinging open as uh, as uh, the the convoy approaches. Um, Quinny, are you and Ginny heading back? Uh, to join the convoy or are you going in uh we're going back yeah great yeah um so the two of you make your way back um meet back up um we're in the same marching order i assume yeah yeah well, at the head yeah but i'll come back to the back to yeah, make sure they're okay. covered um all right amazing so um you uh, the convoy um uh, begins to roll into uh uh into treebury um quinny can you roll me a perception check please Moss, you can as well. Right on. Perception 19. 19? Yep. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Um, uh, the the place is, is uh, eerily quiet, um, but uh, it smells worse than uh, than the last time you, you were through here. Um, and uh, you, you begin to hear moans as... Uh, Rather uh, faster-moving zombies begin to just spill out of the woods on either side. Um, upon closer inspection, you can see that the walls have actually been broken um, around the exterior, and it would seem that uh, more more of the undead have been let in. Uh, what do you do? You have sort of a moment to react. Uh, this is not until they're like on you, but just you have right. kind of a couple seconds. Uh-huh. I'll shout to the back and say... Uh, Butthole, 
We need your anti-undead thing ready. And I'm going to jump off the front and, and sprint to uh, the gate at the other end of town to get that ready. To, okay. To open. Great. Um, Ginny will go with you. So uh, the two of you kind of like sprint to the other edge of town as, as the zombies begin to uh, to pour in. Uh, Juniper, what are you doing? Um, uh, we still have, I think I'll go to, to butthole link. We still have the cart, right? With the bell. Yes. Unless you ran the convoy. <laughs> I'm imagining you're yelling to be down the convoy. And I'm like, wait a second. And then I give us a thaumaturgical cell phone so we could talk. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've got it back here. Well, I mean, would now be a good time to deploy it? Except it's at the back of the convoy and the zombies are in front of the convoy. So I would be summoning all the zombies through the convoy. Yeah, but like, no, no, no. Like we move the like wagon, like off to the side, like way away. And then like someone stays back and starts like hammering it to get them all to like one side of the town so we can just like sneak on by. Okay, that's actually kind of clever. Uh, but hold, lean out of the wagon. Tom, is there like an open path, or would we have to drive it through zombies to get be able to use the thing to get the way to get the, the the like the bell wagon? Yeah, to get the bell wagon ahead of you, you'd have to drive it through. I don't think the, it's going to be possible based well, on the convoy layout. Sorry, you're, I was doing something. Your goal is to get the bell into the middle of town. No, we were trying to get the bell off road to somewhere where it can like summon zombies away from people. But zombies are coming in from both sides of town, right? I mean, you could like roll it back down the hill, but the zombies are kind of like. Unfortunately, you you are very much moved into the so. mouth of of this. Yeah, uh, we're, fuck. We're surrounded, so I'd be drawing half of them away, and the other half would be more excited attacking. Uh, right. On that note, uh, Juniper, what's your AC? My AC is twenty one. 21. Um, all right. Um, so as, uh, as you continue to talk on your thaumaturgical cell phone, um, uh, a shadow passes over you uh, and then lands on you uh, screaming uh, as um, a, uh, an orc in a blue and yellow jumpsuit um, wearing a, a smiling, like a yellow smiley face mask. Uh, lands on you in the chair and just brings a great axe down and two huge swings uh, onto you. Um, so, uh, Juniper, you're going to take uh, eight and 12, so uh, 20 points of slashing damage. Oh, butts. Um, as um, uh, this guy rains hell down on you. Uh, I say, oh, butts. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I bought that. Juniper says, the, the fuck? Um, and, uh, he just kind of turns his head at a 45 degree angle and he says, time for your happy meal. Um, at which point, oh. uh, the other, uh, the other fries engage. Uh, so, uh, let's get initiative, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Nine. Twelve. Sixteen. Brian, you at twelve? Yeah. Okay. Oof. Man, I am rolling trash on initiative. That is a that's a mighty stack. Um, all right, uh, Quinny, um, you're up first. Um, after the uh, the surprise round, the zombies are roughly one turn away from the uh, the wagon. And um, uh, you can see movement in the general store and the, um, the saloon. Uh, to refresh your memory, um, heading north, uh, the general store will be on your left. The saloon will be on your right. General store is where uh, Ginny was, was camping. Um, saloon was relatively empty aside from the morgue upstairs. Uh, there was also the bell tower, which has collapsed. So that whole area is just kind of rubble now. Um, the uh, you're up near the gate uh, on the north end. Um, there are also those stalls uh, that now are kind of uh, at the northmost edge, uh, kind of where you are. So you do have some cover. Um, unfortunately, the gate is down, uh, as you would expect, and um, you can see movement uh, in the upper floors of both the uh, saloon and the general store. Um, okay, then I whisper to Ginny, um, I need you to very quietly 
and carefully open this gate and then get somewhere safe and hide. Sure, yeah, don't worry. I put traps all over the place. They're, they're totally going to fall into them. I've got explosives. I've got uh, like nail traps. It, it's going to get them. Every time they open a the door, they're going to get completely fucked. Be careful, okay? These guys are dangerous. Yeah, well, they're going to be less dangerous when my nail traps get them, but all right, I'll get to work. Don't worry about me. I, I got this. I'm going um, to uh, the saloon. Okay. Um, so I assume stealthily. Yeah. Give me that yeah. roll, baby. Try and get the drop off. Literally, anytime I'm asking you to roll for stealth at this point, I'm trying to figure out how much of a ghost you are and or did you roll a one and somehow like step on a squeaky toy or something? Because I don't think there's really a yeah. there's no range anymore. <laughs> and then do you re-roll that one and also get a one? <laughs> the uh, minimum uh, he can roll on stealth is seven yeah. fucking teen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If it's not a natural one, then yeah, it's 17. Um, <laughs> love, it. love that In for this me. case, it's <laughs> 33. Okay, well, let me roll for the Happy Meal and see if they... Oh, what do you know? What do you know? They don't. They can't see that. Nothing can see that. No one has ever seen that. Uh, this is impossible to see. Hi, everybody. It's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and, you know, it would just be really nice if we get, uh, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns, or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I'd, I'd really like that. So you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen looking forward to meeting you bye quinny you managed to stealth your way over to the um to the saloon um, peeking in through the front door um you can definitely see that stuff's been moved around um they've uh just kind of thrown some tables and stuff down in front of the front doors. They're clearly trying to like make it not as easy to get in, um, but they didn't know they were dealing with uh, Quinny Brownbarrow. Um, so getting over that, uh, you can hear heavy footsteps uh, upstairs, um, and uh, you just hear um, sort of a, a, a gruff voice say, uh, "Strong Boris has engaged. Make sure you're in position, Phantom. Uh, we're going to need all the help we could get." Uh, I'm going to follow that voice uh, and try to stab it, stab the owner of the voice uh, while watching out for traps. Amazing. So um, what's your, uh, can you roll me a perception check for the traps? While he's rolling, interesting fact, the odds of rolling two ones in a row on a D20 are one in 400. So one in 400 times, theoretically, Quinny will fail a stealth check. All right. Season 22, in a row, though, that one time on the lockpick. Like, my 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 time is yeah. coming up for my double ones or triple ones or whatever awful thing might happen. Uh, 12, and uh, perception, uh, 17. 17. Um, all right. Uh, they haven't laid traps. You get the sense that this was uh, really... looking up for Ginny's traps. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Um, I think you would have already, I think you mentioned stripping those because butthole wanted copper wire. So um, Ginny's traps are all uh, are all taken care of. You uh, you guys spent enough time in Treebury digging around to, uh, okay. to have disabled those. Uh, no new traps have been laid. Um, if we think about the chronology of this, uh, by the time Chickless Nage, the Chaos Mage, could have found out about um, where you guys were and what was going on, like that's a, as much time as you had to prepare as how much time they've had to prepare. So they're right. also scrambling, okay. uh, as you can tell from like <laughs> the half-assed. Like I flipped a table in front of a door. It's right. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I did it. Um, so uh, it does bring you a little bit of um, like a, a little bit of comfort, at least that um, you're on somewhat equal footing. There might be traps, uh, but they still have to kind of play play by the same rules. Okay. And I am making my way upstairs. Phenomenal. So um, you get upstairs and uh, you can see um, a uh, sort of a, a, a large, like a guy who really fills out these these uh, blue and yellow jumpsuits. Think Fallout, like just kind of that, that style did, yeah. Of, yeah. of jumpsuit. Um, 
so much, much bigger, um, wearing kind of like uh, big armored shoulder pads. Um, and uh, he's got um, uh, just sort of a, a big fucking massive, uh, like two-handed sword hanging off his belt. Um, and very much uh, in charge. He's got the, the happy face mask flipped up on top of his head. Uh, clearly not quite trucking that bullshit. Um, and is, uh, to your surprise, uh, speaking into the equivalent of a thaumaturgical cell phone. He seems to have like a, like, um, literally like a conch shell, uh, that he's holding up to his ear and just being like, like barking orders into, um, and, uh, beside him is, um, uh, clearly kind of like a, an underling of some sort, um, who is, uh, has a, a crossbow, um, that he's aiming, uh, at the, uh, the baggage train, um, through the window. What do you do? I'll say okay. like movements clearly burnt, but like you have an action, so you can still get in there if you want. This is all like again, Treebury isn't very large, so I, I would buy that you've been able to kind of cover this this amount of ground. Yeah, okay. But you're at the top of the stairs, they're a little ways away from you. What do you do? Um if that guy is aiming a crossbow, I'm assuming he's like at a window. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. both they're both looking out. Though the commander is clearly like observing the battlefield and, and calling the plays. Um, the other guy is clearly the like keep people off the commander guy. Okay, well, second verse, same as the first. Let's push them out the window with repelling blast. I'm gonna amazing. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like that, the minor utility that gets like tacked on to the edge of an eldritch blast has I'm become I'm using the it feature. so much more. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Fortnite was like, yeah, I don't know. We made a multiplayer mode for our like cool <laughs> co-op game. Um, and okay, so the first one is plus eight, uh, 26 to hit. <laughs> yes, that'll hit. Adds another 26 to hit. Uh, also will will hit. Great. Two damage on the leader. And three damage on the one known as Phantom, but they both get pushed ten feet out that window. All right. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry, how much to Phantom? Uh, three. Three. All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> you just have enough time to hear the uh, uh, the the chief say, "Yes." Yes, it's all going according to bah! as he's just like they're both blasted uh, <laughs> face first through the window. It's not elegant, like it's not that Scott Pilgrim jump we're talking about earlier. Um, the war chief like bashes his face off the uh, the top of the uh, the window pane as he goes through, causes him to like pinwheel down into the crowd, um, and uh, uh, you hear Phantom just like uh, yelp as his uh, crossbow goes flying, uh, him following. Um, incidentally, if the chief had been wearing his happy face mask his it actually would have helped uh a lot uh further proof as to why you gotta tell Ginny about helmets later um so they crashed down into the um into the wagon train um and so where exactly oh. is the wagon train in town oh just I, I, I didn't know the spring. wagons had arrived yet okay uh yeah because juniper's there so um yep. you guys went in Wagon train was rolling in after you. Mm-hmm. They like the zombie started to come out. That wasn't a huge issue. So yeah. I'm imagining the wagon like it, front wagon is just hitting the saloon general store. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, it's I mean, also just for the, for the sake of of the combats and the, and the narrative structure. Like it's a, they they built this specifically as as a honey uh, yeah. a honey pot, right? Like come on in, come on, yeah, open that gate, come on in. It's great. Zombies, yeah. aerial assault. Um, unfortunately, they weren't you know prepared for. A the ghost of Tashima over here. Um, yeah, exactly. No one, <laughs> no one's prepared for a Quinny. Um, so um, uh, they both kind of bounce off that. It's one of those awkward things where suddenly they're on top of of the carts, and all the farmers kind of turn at them and are like, "Well, well, well hey, hang on there. That no, no, no. Hey, it's raining. It's raining bad guys." Uh, and they just start like harrying them with their weapons they can't really hurt them but they can definitely poke at them um so it, it's rapidly becoming like a like a james gunn action sequence of people scrambling as as inconveniences happen to them um bring us to hmm? i just, I just chuckled oh, i was nice. literally just me chuckling it's nice uh brings <laughs> us to uh the war chief um 
he uh he is he's mad um and uh he uses his movement to fall out of a window yeah so um he's uh he's gonna kind of get up um but i'm gonna count this as difficult terrain because he's getting poked by like sharp things um so he's gonna try and make it across uh, i am gonna roll an athletics check for him to get across the, the start like basically running across the wagon train um probably to the north trying to get away from where he can see like the golden glimmering butthole like waiting for him um if you see a golden glimmering butthole everyone just run away from it it's what well, run away um or say hello new friend if you're not a piece of shit touche uh <laughs> i mean this guy does a lot of charity work but he's also a horrible mercenary who's intent on killing all these civilians so i mean you know moral gray yeah, like um, what charities is he supporting i don't <laughs> yeah that's a good point actually um so he uh he runs um he does succeed his athletics check uh surprise surprise uh he kind of runs leaps falls into a shoulder roll um comes up um pulls uh his mask down uh and just like lets out a, a mighty war cry um where he he just yells don't forget to supersize them boys um and everyone else yells in in uh uh like acknowledgement, which means you hear people yelling from the second floor of the general store where they are clearly hiding. And then you hear some swearing from up there and he's wearing like the watchman mask. So it's not, you can't tell what's going on beneath it, but you can definitely see a slightly disappointed kind of like, you know, these fucking guys. Um, and that I believe is his, so that's his right. So I've done his movement, done his minor, uh, and he's going to take a big old swing at, uh, Yes, Juniper, you're the only one up there. He's not going to attack the carts. You're the scariest looking person in, in the vicinity. Oh, no. Um, Sorry, Juniper. No. Didn't know so I was he's dropping got, into your lap like that. He's got advantage uh, from his uh, from the other guy who's already and I got engaged. two guys on me now? Yeah, you got strong Boris. Um, and uh, you've, uh, oh, you've strong got... Strong Boris is uh, blue, yellow pants. Uh, so oh, they're all in blue and yellow, and yellow but uh, oh, they all are. Strong, okay. strong Boris has his like wrapped around his waist. Okay. Uh, like, you know, like a like a sexy firefighter. Um, yeah, nice. So uh, he's going to go for a swing, big old swing. He's got mm -hmm. advantage. Uh, he can't attack twice because he fell out a window, uh, <laughs> which, you know, sucks for him. Uh, he I'll, will I'll, hit. I'll, oh, okay. Sorry, what? Go ahead. I was going to say I'll like kind of do that weird bubbly thing with my face. Uh, unsettling oh, yeah, yeah. Visage to uh, oh, okay. give him disadvantage on the attack. All right, I'll reroll it then, because uh, that'll neutralize the the advantage. Uh, he misses, so um, he goes to swing. Um, you do the the bubbly face thing. Um, <laughs> say, like, scared little fucker, aren't you? And then, <laughs> uh, and and yeah, he just yells, "Oh, what the fuck is? Oh no!" Um, and kind of like steps back into that uh, double hand samurai uh, sword position, except it's like a giant two handed sword that's kind of more slab of metal than sword. Um, but yeah, you definitely put the fear of him. Honestly, he's having a shit day. He planned a cool little ambush <laughs> and then some invisible guy blasted him out a window. He wasn't invisible, but felt like it blew him out a window. Um, and now someone's got a spooky face. Uh, so generally speaking, not, not his, not his best day. Um, bringing us to, um, all right. Uh, the guy who, who, uh, jumped on Juniper, um, Juniper, does that count for your whole turn? Or is that just in reaction to one? one uh, no, it's only a reaction. That's okay. It. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, strong Boris sees it. Strong Boris does not care. Um, so <laughs> he's going to, uh, he, he just says, steal this one boss. And, and, uh, <laughs> like the chief's like, yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one, scary one, kill the scary one. Um, so he's going to rain down, uh, two blows at advantage. Oh, uh, yikes. Um, what's your AC? 21. All right. First one misses. Uh, second one's a pair of twos. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I got my 400. Uh, <laughs> so pair of twos, absolutely nothing. Um, how do you block these? Um, I think it's, a, it's, um, I think it's, it gets blocked as she's drawing her sword. Oh, so cool. it's one of Amazing. those things yeah, like going yeah. to draw and just like, uh, parries them away in like one swift stroke. Uh, amazing. Yeah. So you, you kind of knock him, knock him back. We'll say he kind of like falls backward off the chair. So now he's like standing in front of you rather than literally standing over you, like right. doing the, the lumberjack chop down. Um, unfortunately you still have uh, the two of them on you. Um, 
And uh, he just says, still? And the chief says, yeah, still. Uh, um, so they're going to hang out. Uh, Butthole, uh, you are up next. From the back of the convoy, Butthole has seen people get blasted out of windows and heard the cheer from the other side of the room. And Butthole does know relatively basic ambush tactics. So he just raises a hand from where he is at the back of the convoy and he looks to the general store where nothing has happened yet. And he looks up at that bedroom that he knows is facing outwards and he just yells, hot snakes. <laughs> uh, and he would like to actually set the the butthole opening the ground on the ground floor because he gets 10, 10 feet in diameter, 40 feet high. Mm-hmm. So he would like to just roast Ooh. from the ground floor up through the roof. And then just leave the building on fire with whoever's inside it having a bad time. Fair so enough. I nice. need, um, <laughs> I need whoever is inside it. Where are you at? Hot snakes. Uh, they need to pass a dexterity save at DC eighteen. <laughs> All right, let's see how the squishy mage does on that dex save. <laughs> Pro tip: not good. <laughs> uh, we'll see how the other uh, the other guys do. <laughs> All right, so one of them is fine, uh, but two of them are definitely not. Okay, so and by fine, I mean we'll take however much horrific, like half damage. <laughs> okay, so they take fire damage and radiant damage because it's magical flames uh, from from the <laughs> from the soul of, I guess, his intestines now because it would not theoretically be Hellfield because Moonhammer's not there. So I think it's golden radiant fire which never has been like really mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. before in these interactions as as the new butt hammer thing because it matches it'll match the same like golden light that expanded out of him when he he did hit the dead so uh the ones who failed take 15 fire damage yikes the ones who passed uh take half of that which would be running down or up at seven or eight your call tom uh let's go with eight there's a lot of enemies great and they also take oh no Oh no, he's uh, he's helping us. This is they not also good. take uh, thirteen <laughs> radiant, which becomes seven for the people who are halved. So twenty-eight damage total for the big guys, or for the failures, and then the others take fifteen. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Or if you want to make it balance out, fourteen. So that's what he hits with the hot snakes. Um, Tom, when when Butthole's glancing around back here, does he see anybody that is closing in on him at the back of the convoy? No, so far, um, it, it would seem that, like, they jumped when they had to, like, when the convoy was in. Um, they heard Juniper talking about, like, putting everything, like, basically, they heard enough to know that they had to kind of strike now. Um, but no, there don't actually seem to be that many of them. There's, there's a, like, there's a bunch, but it's not, like, you know, 50 orcs come like running out of the woods screaming. And this tracks with how, how you understand the fries, right? And the fries who would remain loyal to this cause is, um, you know, a lot of the fries have, have specialty techniques. Some of them work in small units. Um, but the goal was always to kind of give um, uh, potatoes uh, sort of the maximum amount of like different utility squads that he could apply to any particular issue. Um, these guys uh, you'd probably heard of. Um, they're they're a, a classic like wet work unit uh, from Greywater. They've been around forever with rotating member uh, members. Um, and uh, yeah, so no, the ones you've you've seen and can hear are still up at the front. No one's attempting to move back, also because they'd have to get past all the farmers who again can't hurt them, but can definitely be annoying. Okay, yeah. So he's not expecting like this, somebody to close the trap from behind. No, um, the zombies are in theory the rest of the trap, and I think the assumption, which is actually not incorrect, is that the convoy is too slow to to back out. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Someone will likely try and do that eventually, but to get to you right now is a huge pain. In the and ass. that's why Crendon will be here. He looks to him and says, "All right, you stay here. I'm going to go cause more problems." Uh, and he just jumps off the cart, and he would like to book it. Uh, up the left side, the general store side of the mm-hmm. convoy, uh, he'll just basically he wants to get up there to kind of distract, give an additional target. If somebody's not going to be going after Juniper, he'd rather they take a shot at him than the convoy. So, okay, he's just yelling, "I'm butthole, and you guys fucking suck." Has that building caught fire? Um, yes. Um, so the you can hear like cinders as the because that that how long does that run for, right? Um. It creates 
Uh, it just says it's a 40 foot high, 10 foot diameter cylinder. So okay. it's not. So then it's it's a single action. So we'll say it isn't on fire, but it is uh, smoldering. It could yeah. likely. I was going to say the building would fail its deck save. So it would just <laughs> take, you know, 28 well, points of damage. I'm saying there's like happens. a hole in the ceiling. There's a hole in the floor. <laughs> and the, the thing is, is smoking and there are minor fires. I will say if you add accelerant, it will likely go up like it, it's like he blasted a cylinder through the middle of the building got it normally he would have done that to the saloon but someone and he's got an idea of who threw some people at the windows <laughs> so couldn't light the booze on fire <laughs> smart man <laughs> this is why he uh tattooed alan was to warn her about exactly this tactic um okay uh Cool. So that was Butthole. That brings us to, and I'm sorry, Butthole, you run up to help Juniper? Uh, he would run up. Uh, he has, he doesn't even, I think he can't see Juniper because she, she's in the front wagon. He couldn't. So yep. he's just gone up from the back to the front, the left side, the general store side of the convoy okay. to just be like, I'm an extra target. Don't shoot the farmers. You all hate me, not farmers. Gotcha, gotcha, is gotcha. What he's okay. thinking. Yep, that's great. His shield's uh, up and his hammer's one-handed. He's aware that he's probably going to be taking some incoming whatever. Cool. Um, there is a, a furious roar um, from the uh, from the the, uh, the general store. And uh, uh, an, a, a big, big fucking guy, um, not quite as big as, as Strong Boris, but like in the ballpark, smashes out the window um, holding a war hammer. And he actually yells, Forge! Um, and uh, he lands on the ground next to you and stands. Um, and he says, we have unfinished business. And you see he's got a war hammer. And it's like a big kind of shitty Warhammer um, that's clearly been painted to look nice. And as he stands there, he quickly like sparks a flint against the top until eventually a little flame lights up and he just yells, give me back my hammer. Um, and uh, he's going to swing at you uh, with, with his hammer, not understanding that it wasn't butthole who stole his hammer. It was someone muttering bubhole. Uh, and in rage, he will swing his <laughs> shitty facsimile with all his might. He fails horrifically. Uh, it's a bad hammer. He's also still kind of on fire. Uh, and he jumped out a window. So he's there. <laughs> he's engaged with you. Um, but uh, he's not great. And we'll say uh, we'll call him half mask because uh, his happy face mask is like broken down. down the, okay, uh, cool down the middle um but uh yeah he he swings he like swings at your feet and then kind of like looks all the way up at you and he says taller than i thought hmm um bring us to uh oh god there's so many people in that building um all right uh other guy who's on fire in the building <laughs> um you hear uh panicked footsteps uh and then you just hear ah and uh, a guy in robes blue and yellow robes falls through the hole in the middle of of the floor um, lands, uh, gets up, um, dusts, dusts himself off, uh, kind of blows on his sleeve a few times, has to like pull the mask up to blow on his sleeve. Um, and then, um, he just does one of those classic, like, uh, uh Palpatine poses, uh, where he just says, uh, and, uh, puts out his, his fingers in like a, a Palpatine-esque thing. And he says, now I'll show you the true meaning of magic. Um, and, uh, he's going to attempt to cast, um, <laughs> Sorry, I just rewrote all of Star Wars with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> power. Unlimited power. Um, God, he actually has really bad spells. So thank God. <laughs> I will I will show you the meaning of power. Um one second. I got he begins casting that green tent thing that one <laughs> can cast. Feast. Look well, out. Liaman's tiny hut. Eat good berry, assholes. Um, I will cast beast speech. Get him, birds. <laughs> the birds, the birds are like, able no. to hear the birds say no. <laughs> um, all right. So um, he, uh, he he throws out his hands, does that. Um, and uh, uh, slowly but surely, you see uh, sort of a green electrical energy begin uh, to, to spin and sort of coagulate um, into uh, a sword, but it looks like a like a comedy sword, like you know the ones in like, um, like just like the blade is far too large, like the the big inflatable ones you get at the carnival. Like okay. it's not an impressive looking sword, um, 
And uh, he just yells, behold the sword of Grum! Uh, and he's going to attack you with his spiritual weapon. God. These guys are so lame. <laughs> Look, not everyone can be a Not badass. you, Tom. You're great. No, I, I'm he's well aware. <laughs> I just, like... I want it to be known. I want to go on record saying not every villain can be a badass. Some of them suck. I'm still so I'm, scared. I'm actually been... <laughs> She's talking a lot of shit for strong Boris and the war chief two on one. I've actually been like chuckling to myself. Every time you say potatoes, it just makes me laugh so much. Uh, in so uh, prepping for these, it was a great joy just listening to everyone be like, we have to take horrors from it. Gotta go beat a man. Like Tyler being like, there was a man in the world whose name is Potatoes. <laughs> Just the, the rage in Quinny's heart. Um, all right. So, uh, Ryan, uh, what's your AC, bud? No, 23. Oh, that is that is nasty. Um, he does Shield. hit, but it's it's rough. Uh, it's rough going. Um, so, that's going to be... Um, da, 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 uh, 10 points of damage as the sword hits you with the broadside. Just a, a, a double smack. Um, knowing how many times you've had to poke someone in the butt with the haft of your, your spiritual weapon, like, you get it. Sometimes these things are hard to control, but, like, at least you know what the dangerous side is. This really just seems to be, like, someone who has imagined a weapon and has never held one, uh, thinking that this is this is how it will go. But he's still a ways back from me, right? Yeah, he's inside. He's basically cool. standing, like, in theory, he, like... If he was cool, he would have like Thor dropped into the steady fell bottom inside of the, the building. And- well, he was on the second floor where he hit him with hot snakes. So he just fell through the hole in the floor and stood up in like the pit of fire that had been there. And now he's he's standing there kind of like it's his, but it's clearly not. Uh, and his robes are still smoking and, and blistering. Um, he's 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 not that menacing. Um, but but be be afraid, I guess, or or something. Yeah, he did more damage than the big guy. Uh, this is true. Uh, Juniper, uh, you've got strong Boris and uh, the the war chief on you. What do you do? I uh, I think I'm gonna go for uh, hit both of them. Hit each of them once. Um, yep. Just try to get them the fuck back. Um. So what I will do is. I'm okay, so I'm going to transfer plus three my bonus, which I can do, uh, to my AC. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll last just till my next turn. But I'm going to cast Divine Smite um on War Chief Fucker. Because I think Strong Boris is just too much of a loser, and he doesn't deserve my Divine Smite. Divine um, Smite, do, uh, do you have to announce that before you roll the hit, or you get to choose to smite with after you've rolled a hit? It's oh, after, after I rolled a hit. hit. Yeah. yeah, so you can just well, see Well, I'm going to do it if, it if it hits. Um, it probably won't hit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a 14 to hit. Uh, 14 to hit. Uh, the Chief, unfortunately, does not hit. Ah, fucker. Okay, well... And that definitely, uh, 12 to, fuck, 12 to hit Strong Boris. And Butthole, from what? where he is standing, seeing two people fighting Juniper, just opens his mouth and yells, fuck you! Uh, and it just <laughs> sprays, just this this lightning bolt of like a, a big cone of golden light uh, that hits uh, Strong Boris directly in the face, just blinding him back, and it adds 10 to your roll, which I can do before uh, oh he my. announces how a, a hit roll ends. So, bam, hit made. Oh, that's Hopefully. lovely. <laughs> if a 24 doesn't work, I can't fucking help you. It, yeah. it does. You're fine. Okay, good. Okay, super. Okay, so that's the second one. Um, all right, yeah, I'll divine smite that one then. Oh. <laughs> is that the sound your sword makes? Is it divine smite? <laughs> yes. This really is a bit of a Sailor Moon thing. I like it. So different from how I roll my damage dice. Just like, oh, kick your that's ass. That's pretty good. So that is. Oh, I should probably roll my base damage too, right? Yep. Get it all that's, in. That's fine. Yeah. It's Ooh, not the. It's not the time to be gentle. <laughs> okay. Well, it's only for slashing damage, but it's going to be uh, seventeen radiant damage. So twenty-one total. Do you have your yes. modifier included in that? Yeah, I rolled a two. Plus two. Plus two slashing. For your strength. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> all right. So, um, you know, you, you, you make your, your strike, um, and, uh, you know, it, uh, strong Boris, uh, you know, kind of blocks it with the haft and just says, strong Boris, he's too strong for, and then like the fuck you hits him in the face and seeing your opportunity, um, you slash up and across his chest. Um, you know, look, the, the jumpsuits don't provide much, uh, defense, but they provide more than nothing, which is what he has. So you cut just a massive slash across his chest. Um, just blood showers down upon you um, as uh, as he roars in, in rage, um, uh, looking uh, bloodied, if you will. Um, all right, uh, good, good hit, Juniper. Um, that takes us to I mean, good, good assist, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> good damage, Juniper. That's for sure. Um, all righty then. Um, what the hell did I write here? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so one of the guys uh, from the uh, the saloon, or not the saloon, sorry, the general store, um, who is badly burnt, very badly burnt, uh, almost Austin Powers-ish badly burnt, uh, kind of like lowers himself from the second floor um, and lands with kind of like a whew, um, and he, uh, he kind of like, you know, cracks his neck, um, pulls out, a, pulls a club off his back, um, and just kind of stumbles out um, into uh, into the world. Um, Butthole, you're right there. So I think he's going to go after you. He's looking real rough, though. Uh, this was the guy who who failed uh, failed the worst in your, your burning. Um, so he's going to take uh, a couple swings. Uh, he's going to be at disadvantage, though, because he's basically still on fire uh, and is not, not doing so hot, uh, which means he will miss. So he just swings a club past you, um, and Weez is like, You'll never stop. <sighs> Happy. Happy meal. Oh. Um, and uh, he, uh, he just goes, Grum, heels, please, Grum. Um, bringing us to... I'm going to guess Grum. Uh, <laughs> no, Grum already went. Uh, Grum summoned that sword. Mm. Um, bring us to Ginny. Uh, Ginny's going to try and... Uh, she unfortunately has found that her mechanisms are shattered on this end. Uh, so she's quickly working to re... Uh, Tom, how many fucking people are in this fight? Holy shit. A lot, shit. Laura. There's a lot, and we're not done. Um, Holy fuck. <clears throat> all right, so... Not a criticism, just scared. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, Quinny, uh, Quinny, you see, um, like, in a classic, like, video game where you're defending as a sniper, and you see, like, the person you're trying to defend, uh, she's clearly got one piece working. Um, is hacking on the computer? Yeah, exactly. She's running yeah. to a different computer, and then she yeah, gets okay. stuck on a wall and clips for a bit, and then she she moves some more. Yeah, uh, she's, okay. like, tapping a gun against her head, uh, and then just typing with fists. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, bring us to the final initiative of the order, uh, zombies. Uh, the zombies reach the carts. Um, so Ryan, does your power, is it an active power? How does, how does the anti-zombie field work? Uh, I have to activate it. So it does not yet work. So don't worry about it at this point. Uh, already. So let's see how the wagon train holds up. Ooh, that's a nat 20. So not the best wagon train. Yikes. Okay, so hits all around uh, for our beloved wagon train. Uh, all right. Uh, that is seven points of damage to each cart. Um, the uh, the farmers kind of fall in uh, to a close close defensive line. It's almost like, um, like riot, like in a riot scenario where you're just pushing back with batons. Um, so they're they're kind of doing that, uh, but the zombies are definitely getting getting strikes in. Um, it, for them, it's a bit of like a like it, it truly is horrifying. These creatures are are a nightmare to them, and they, they to see them this close um, in a way where they aren't like magically protected by heroes is kind of horrific. Um, a couple of the treebury people are like screaming because they're seeing their friends and family like attack them uh, in this way. Um, and seeds are beginning to be spilt as uh, bags begin to rupture and uh, the very lifeblood of uh, the Fortress of Forlorn Hope uh, begins to leak away. Top of this incredibly long round, uh, Quinny Brownbarrow. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' logo is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our 
rap music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Not Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.